At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we are talking to fellow YouTuber and professional triathlete Ari Clow. You may know him. He's been in a lot of Spencer Brown, aka the Athlete Specials videos. He created his own YouTube channel back in 2020. He ran for University of Virginia before becoming a professional triathlete. In this episode, we talk about YouTube, his path to professional triathlon after being a competitive runner for so long, struggles of triathlon and pursuing your dreams, the highs and lows of the sport, and much more. So stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals like me, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. You guys know I've been working with Green Chef for over a year now, and I am literally obsessed when their box comes to my door. I get so excited. Right now, you guys can go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Highly recommend you go check it out. Now let's go get into today's episode. Okay, Ari, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Convos Over Cold Brew. Um, to start off, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you're about? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Ari. I'm, I guess I'm a, I'm a professional triathlete. That's like the only thing I do these days. Uh, I also like making music and those two come together. Uh, sometimes on YouTube videos where I exercise to my own music to be perfectly honest it's like a bit of uh not an identity struggle right now but like definitely in a uh an ebb of of like sport and life yeah. uh sure everyone kind of has been through that before but uh truthfully that's where i'm at so um 
in a couple months, uh, a couple months ago, a couple months from now, the, the answer of, of who am I might be different, but yeah, yeah. right now it's think, a bit of, yeah. Why do you think you're in an ebb? Oh, because every time, every time I exercise, it's a bit slower than it used to be. And that's kind of like, that's, I mean, that's where it starts. Um, a lot of it starts with, I'm, I'm like living alone. I, 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 on paper, it's this fantastic opportunity. And I guess, uh, my job right now, like, I don't, I don't have a, a sort of wealth of sponsors paying me to just do triathlon. The way this is, uh, sustainable right now is I'm out here training with Lionel Sanders, who's, uh, he finished last year ranked third in the world for uh, long course triathlon. He was training alone for b- basically a decade and asked if I would come train with him. And it's, it, you know, it seemed like an absolutely perfect opportunity. Uh, and it it is a great opportunity, but uh, I'm very much on my own. Um, I've always had a very uh, robust support system around me. A lot of friends are keeping me grounded. And I don't have that anymore. So it's like a huge learning experience of, of holding myself accountable, which to, I have done a horrible job at the past uh, three or four months. So it's really just figuring that out. Like how, how do I do this on my own or how do I uh, find and build the support system that I need to hold me accountable if I'm not able to do it myself? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that probably also comes from collegiate athletics, like obviously having a team around you, it's very structured and you know exactly what you're doing and you have teammates that are there with you every day. So, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people relate to that. If they're trying to do any sort of like endurance sport after college, it's like the, it just becomes way more individual. And like, you have to be very intrinsically motivated to get out the door every way, every day, um, rather than having someone tell you like when to get out the door and when to go to practice and stuff. So, I mean, I get it. I think a lot of people do. So, yeah. Well, I mean, with co- like college sports was it, when that ended, which for me was uh, pandemic, like March, 2020 was the last time I went to practice. Uh, it was kind of great because I was, I was like ready to be done with it. Um, I had done four and a half years of listening to coaches and, and doing everything my teammates did. And there was kind of this sense of like, I think I might need something different. Um, and so I had a perfect opportunity to try that. But also in college, I, I had messed myself up so many times before by not listening to my coaches that I had a sense, a really good sense of what can I handle and how hard should I be pushing? Cause I, I am very, very intrinsically motivated. Like I don't need someone to tell me to get out the door. Actually more often than not, I need someone to tell me not to get out the door. So is that what you would so, do in college? Like you would just go against your coach's wishes and go do like a oh, double or something. I, I got to college freshman year literally within a couple of weeks, I was like, what am I doing? I'm in college. Like I'm, this is division one. I need to be running a hundred miles a week. My coach was like, dude, like, just, what are you doing? Just like do the workouts. Like you, you just got here. Years old, let's like, bump it you, up. Don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Like I need to do, in addition to the three crazy workouts a week, you're giving me plus a, you know, 18 mile long run. I need to be hitting triple digits. And then, and that was, I, I, I think I did it for like two weeks and then um, I broke down pretty quick, but that was, I, it was basically two years of that, of me being like, my coaches don't know what I can handle. I need to do more and just injury after injury after injury. So, and then finally there were three years of like, right, I'm going to listen to my coach this time. And I'm going to do a little bit less. So the pandemic hit and I was on my own. Like I actually got in the best shape of my life because, uh, I had learned how to enjoy myself and, and not feel like I had to, to push it to the limit every day or every week yeah um but I don't have that in triathlon yet I'm still figuring out where my limits are and so I got here I'm training with what you know this guy's been doing it for like 12 or 13 years he's literally among the best in the world 
um, at ultra endurance sports. And I tried for a couple of weeks to do everything that he did. And and he's also like the most insane one. I feel like, like he's always doing the most. He does the most out of any other person. I mean, it's not like I study triathlon, but like the people I do watch and follow, I feel like Lionel is the craziest one. No offense to him. Like, obviously it works, but I'm like, I just don't understand how you can do that much stuff. But, but then I want that reputation. Right. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything that the most insane guy does because I want to be the most insane guy. Like I want to be more insane than this guy. (laughs) It seems like a perfect opportunity. Endurance sport behavior right there. I want to be the most insane one. uh, Yeah. So it just, I, I, I really messed my body like hormonally, like everything was just suppressed and it got to the point where I just really couldn't train. Like I had to just completely rest. So I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to, to build it back up now and, and learn from previous mistakes. But yeah. So you ran at UVA, right? All four years or four and a half. Or yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. So you were pretty good. I mean, I was looking up your T-first as I do all the time. I'm a big fan of T-first. No, just kidding. I don't really look up stats, but you, you ran it, yeah, at 751 and 3K. That's pretty good. That's solid. Yeah. Yeah. So did you like, I don't know, you graduated. Were you looking to run professionally or did you know that you wanted to do something else? Uh, no, I was, I was definitely looking to run pro. Uh, so that the 751, I, I would call myself a chronic underperformer in college. Um, just the, the, pressure always got to me and then in, in addition the like constantly being overtrained and, and not always listening to what what the coaches had in mind uh I just I didn't know how to race I was really good at training and I just didn't know how to race uh and so I got to the point where my fifth year uh, of cross like it was just another like I poured my heart and soul into it and then came you know 200th at NCAA is when I wanted to try to be all-american this classic there's a lot, a lot of people who can relate to that I'm sure yeah um and I was just like, I, I don't know how, how long I can do this to myself. Like it's, it's constant disappointment. Uh, I was doing computer science. I, that fifth year I was doing a master's. Like I already had a job lined up uh, for that summer. So I kind of, I knew I, I could just go get a job and, and live a normal life. And I was in, I was in this long distance relationship or, well, it was long distance at that point. Cause she had graduated, moved to Seattle. So I was like, oh, I'm going to just go get a job. I'm going to soft, be a software engineer, live in Seattle. I'm going to quit running. I'm going to join a, a weekend, like adult rec soccer league. Like that's, <laughs> that's the dream. Um, and then actually two weeks before that 751, she dumped me and I had to really take a, a like a, a hard look at, uh, what I wanted to do. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, that, that race, I just finally was like, okay, I'm here to race. It doesn't matter how fit I am. Like, I'm just going to try to win the race. And I won the race. Like, it was like, I, for the first time, I didn't care about time. And so after that, I was like, whoa, like, I could maybe actually run pro. Like, I could finally have this, this dream really come true. Um, so I was in really good shape. I was, I was the first one out of NCAAs. So like, I was 17th on the list. I was like, somebody's definitely oh, going to scratch. It's like, the, I'm, that's I'm, the worst. I'm, I'm going to get on a plane, like, you know, the Thursday or Friday before and race on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is. Like I, it's, it always happens. Like yeah. the 17th guy always gets in. Uh, and then they canceled it and then they canceled everything. Uh, so I withdrew from my master's program and took that job. Uh, and so I was just working in Charlottesville, like fully remote and, just having, having a good time running, like really, that's uh, probably the, the most I've ever enjoyed it. Like I really, I truly did whatever I wanted, which was like one crazy hard workout once a week. And then I would just run with my friends the other six days. 
Yeah. And that was somehow a recipe for getting in really, really good shape. I, no contracts were, were really given out except pretty much to like Spencer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so it was luckily, extremely, <laughs> the budget for 2020 for professional runners was extremely slim. Yeah. Uh, but I, luckily for me, Spencer, who like, we, you know, we ran against each other in high school. We were really good friends. We decided I, to, to go out to Boulder together. And then in Boulder, he got that contract. And then uh, we all moved to Seattle and the, the beast said they, uh, I'd be able to train with them. They'd give me shoes, whatever. And I was like, okay, so maybe I can run myself into a contract this indoor or outdoor season. Like I've got a job. I don't really need to worry about money. It's I can just keep chasing it. Uh, it seemed like a perfect situation. And then uh, I got injured, which I don't, I don't blame Brooks shoes for this. I blame myself for just wearing the wrong shoe, switching into yeah. like hard switch. There was no transition whatsoever. Like I'd been running in the same shoe for like four or five years and then just started wearing the Brooks because they gave them to me for free. Uh, got injured. And by this point it was raining in Seattle like every day. So I bought a bike trainer, uh, had a power meter on it or, a, you know, it's not the most accurate thing, but it was, it was good yeah, enough. Geez, wow. That's um, like a, a big purchase though, to just like yeah, get was, a, a bike trainer with a power meter. I was, I was making good investing. money. I was, I was software engineer. It was probably the best. Oh, that is true. Yeah. You had the software engineer budget. Oh yeah. I was just like, whatever. Yeah. Just throw it on the credit card. Um, <laughs> and I completely got hooked on biking. Uh, and I was doing pretty good power. Like I was looking at, like, I didn't know anything, but once I you know, did a 20 minute test, it's like 350 Watts. I look it up. I'm like, Oh Jeez, my God, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good for my weight. Like I, I like this. I'm good at it. Like I'm going to keep doing this and it, it, it'll probably help for running. Uh, so the injury kind of took a while to subside. I built up for this 5k doing mostly biking and like a little bit of running, just trying to get in one workout a week. And then, uh, at, at some point in this training block, uh, Lionel found my YouTube channel and invited me to train here in Tucson. So that was last, uh, that was about a year ago, March, 2021. So were you filming like, YouTube videos of just, of you, like, biking on Zwift but then also yeah like running on the side but you hadn't yeah. transitioned to triathlon yet yeah no so that was it it was like okay this, yeah former collegiate runner gets on a trainer like you know just doing uh I mean it started with I would do like a track workout in the morning and then go and do a, a, a workout on the trainer in the evening that was kind of like the initial structure of the videos for the first couple okay and um, then it was like okay I'm actually training now I'm actually like I'm uh, doing bike workouts like you know, not the same day as the running workout and trying to actually use it to build up for this 5k. Uh, so, but it was, it was not triathlon. I had no plans to do triathlon USAT, the CRP had reached out and offered to start like paying for uh, swim coaching, but it because was really of your hard. YouTube channel or yes, that's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> that's so crazy to think about. Yeah. And, uh, I, it was, I, I would have, I probably would have done it earlier, but it was just hard to get it access during COVID yeah oh my god it was so, awful yeah so I was basically just biking and running but then when I came here to train with Lionel I was like you know he the pool's open every day swimming every day yeah so I decided I was I was gonna I was gonna give triathlon a shot uh so and, what was that what was that decision like so you were Lionel was like come train with me and you're like I mean I guess I'll like give up running and just go to triathlon I was starting to doubt whether just because of the bike. Well, I knew I was going to keep biking anyway. Like I loved it. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't about competition anyway, but also I knew I was good at it. Um, and so I had two of the three right there. And uh, I, uh, 
started to think that I probably had a better future in triathlon than I would in running, you know, and it's like, I, I would look at like, who are the best runners in the country? Who are the best runners in the world? And it's like, I'm, I'm just never going to get there. Like, yeah. I could, I could grind at this for 10 years and like, maybe I'll, I'll be like dark horse at like a U.S. final. Like yeah. that, that's, that's what I believed my peak was. Right. And like, as soon as you believe that that's kind of where your peak is, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to I get mean, past that and be like, I'm going to be an Olympic champion. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I was like, that's just not going to happen. That's, that's fine. It's as long as I enjoy it. That's the most yeah. important thing. But I was like, well, triathlon, it's this completely new thing. I don't know anything about it. Like I have two of these three disciplines. If I'm a half decent swimmer, then like maybe instead of being one of the best in the country, I can be one of the best in the world. Yeah. Uh, and like, may, so maybe my potential there is greater. And then the, the, probably the biggest thing, which is a blessing and a curse is I looked at the amount of training that these guys were doing. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to do that 30 hours a week. Like, <laughs> like train oh literally my all gosh. day. That's, I mean, that that's is the recipe. Sport. Yeah. That's like, that's how, you know, I feel like if you want to be a good triathlete, if you love to train Morgan Pearson came on my podcast back in, I think it was 2020. And he said the same thing. I mean, he just loves to train like hours and hours and he would be doing a hundred plus miles a week in college. Like if you love exercising, you just love pushing yourself and you just love spending hours training then you'll love triathlon. So that makes oh, sense. Cool. 100%. And I, I think even if I were to go back and compete as a distance runner, I would, I would find a way to do like 25 hours of triathlon training. And like, yeah, just supplement like it. Focused, yeah, focused track workouts or whatever. But uh, I just love the amount of training. Like I don't, you know, I don't really want to do anything else with my yeah. day. So uh, that that was the one of the biggest reasons I, I wanted to give it a go. And I, I just had such a good time training with Lionel and learning how to swim. Um, and then I went and joined a, a legitimate like triathlon group in New Hampshire. It was, uh, it's almost like a college team. Like we had practice every day. Um, and there's, you know, coach on deck, which the, the biggest reason there was, uh, he would be able to help me fix my swim stroke. You yeah. Know, like, I, yeah. Wait, how was people. your swim right away? What? Like times? What do you, well, yeah. Like, were you good? I mean, I feel like a lot of runners yeah. struggle with swimming, getting into I, it right away. I think I was forced for someone who all right i'm 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 a shit swimmer like in terms okay. of pro triathlon i'm not a good swimmer okay like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be back of the pack uh of a pro field for swimming swimming really really bad um <laughs> but for someone who starts who hops in the pool at age 24 with no prior experience like didn't grow up swimming i think i was like pretty good like i don't okay. think you hop in the pool and are much better than that but but again there's all those qualifiers of 24 no experience um so i was able to just like swim uh you know 120 for 100 yards that's short course yards for people for people listening yeah uh, not meters so like sw like you know continuously not like all out 120 but um that's sort of like what i was able to hold for for an entire session um, that's not bad that's that's actually pretty good for runners i mean i see a lot of runners who are just horrendous at swimming so yeah that's pretty good to be honest it, yeah I wasn't I wasn't like like very I was discouraged because I was like getting lapped like constantly yeah. um, but I wasn't like I wasn't discouraged enough to say like oh I should stick to running yeah so then so you moved to New Hampshire what team was it it's uh it's called JP Elite the okay uh, I know my coach I think I know Allie is that is she on Allie Brower yeah yeah. Yeah. So that I, I know of that team. That's like yeah, a, I mean, a pretty like solid 
group of people, isn't it? Are they all in the yeah. CRP or are they not in the CRP? I don't understand how like half CRP. Works. It's like half CRP, half not CRP. But it, I, yeah, no, it's a good group. Like Ali had uh, two 70.3 podiums this year. Yeah. Uh, my, my buddy Mark had two podiums also, uh, long course. So it's definitely, it's a good group of athletes. Uh, they can all swim. Like I was by far the worst swimmer there. So <laughs> that was kind of one of the reasons it's like, it's a, a, a very, I would say balanced, but um, all of them could swim. James knew how to coach the swim. So that was kind of the impetus for going there is like, I, I need to like, that's going to be the difference maker for me is can I really learn how to swim? Yeah. Over the so how was that experience years? then? I got a lot better at swimming uh, than I met some of my, some of my best friends there. Uh, it was tough. We were, we were, there were four of us, four guys, like we're all the same age. It was like, you know, college part two in a yeah. way. Um, but there were four of us in a two bedroom apartment. I was literally sleeping in a bunk bed for six months. Um, I was on the top. It was crazy. It was crazy, but you know, you do crazy things if you're chasing a dream, I guess. Yeah. But it was great. I was just, we were all, all, all just living, breathing triathlon. Like, you know, we wake up, we go swim, we eat, go bike, you know, we have run workout later that day, whatever it was. It was, it was great. It was awesome. I think a little bit, I kind of struggled with how structured it was. I think after the whole post uh, NCAA COVID experience with it being so unstructured and having such a good time and kind of being able to do whatever I want. Um, going back into a very structured, almost collegiate environment of like, here's what we're doing every day. Uh, I struggled with that a little bit, um, but otherwise it was great. And I got, I got a lot better. Um, and, and in many ways it's, you know, I'm thinking back now, of like, I know this is a really good situation here with Lionel, but like, should I have, would I have been better if I stayed there? Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, kind of, I, I don't, I don't, I believe that I can make the situation yeah, I mean, it's, wherever well, it's, I go, but it's hard to think about that when you're not feeling very good or like, you're just not in the time where you're like doing very well. Or like you said, you're just, you're in your ebb phase. So of course you're going to be thinking you're like, Oh, if I stayed there, like what I've done better. But I feel like a lot of the time it's like, you're, you're thinking about all the positives. Maybe you're not thinking about the negative side of the situation and like why you decided to leave in the first place and everything. So I'm sure it just has to do with timing as well. Why you're feeling like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and initially here, it's like I, the first six weeks here, I was like firing on all cylinders. Like I was doing some of the, some of the best, some of the best biking and best swimming that I had done. Um, and the run, running's interesting because I've more or less accepted that I will never be running as fast as I did in college. It's like, yeah. essentially the goal now is to be able to just run six minute pace for a marathon, like pretty not easily but like yeah be able to run six minute pace for a marathon off the bike in an Ironman like that's that's what the training is geared towards so like I'm I don't know if I'll ever break 60 in a 400 again you know like that yeah that's just so it, it the, the running is different and it's, it's hard to compare um but I was doing some really good swimming and some really good biking and then and then it was just too much so I know if I, I can just get some momentum behind me that yeah. this can be a good situation um but yeah you're right it is it, it's hard to think about things clearly in the, yeah in the ebb phase at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So when did you you quit your job, right? At some point? Yeah. So that was that was January 2021. Okay. That like I just can't imagine training like 30 hours a week and then having a job on top of it. Well, I wasn't able. That's part of one yeah. of the reasons. I knew I wanted to quit for a while is because I like I wasn't able to train. Yeah. So then how, was, how yeah. are you financially supporting yourself during that time? How, like, how did you make the decision? You're like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and do this. So and I'll be I, okay. had, I had, well, I didn't know if I would be okay. That's the truth. I, uh, I had uh, 12,000 like savings in the bank that I was like, this, this is what I will try to survive on for the next, however many months. Um, and then I had the YouTube channel. So the, the, you know, ad revenue was just dependent on how much I was able to post. Um, and yeah, that was it. And then I started a Patreon uh, not not long after that. So I was just like kind of supplementing different revenue sources. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I adjusted my taxes. Well, actually, I'm not done. I have three days or two days <laughs> to finish my taxes. Um, but I made I made thirteen thousand dollars in 2021. So and I probably, I probably spent way more than that. Like just so. Yeah. Uh, it's not sustain. It was not sustainable. Like I was not. Uh, uh, I was not going to be able to do that for a really long time, which is kind of why this, this, um, this situation out here with Lionel is, it was almost a no brainer is like, I, I still wasn't making enough money to just do this full time. I was still kind of living on uh, the savings I had from the job. Um, but I, uh, I knew that I wanted to do this and it was only a matter of time until I tried it. So I decided to just take the leap and, and say, all right, if, if this lasts six months and I have to go get the job again, that's fine. At least I tried. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've read, uh, have you read The Alchemist? No. Oh, well, you should read it. It's a phenomenal <laughs> book. Um, it's such a good book. And I, I always come back to that book. Like, uh, but it's, it's a, I mean, it's about this kid following his personal legend is the way they, uh, the, the author words it. And there's this line in the book uh, that goes something along the lines of um, if you, if you follow your dream, the universe will conspire to help you along the way. And it just, I don't know how it's true, but like, it's true. It happened. Like, it's like the, the YouTube community, you know, my coach, James Peterson, uh, Lionel, like uh, all these people along the way uh, have made this possible. So I forget where I was. I forget where no, I, but I started. I mean, that, but <laughs> yeah, obviously but yeah. things are, yeah, you're able to do what you love right now. I guess, I mean, so now are you back, you're in Arizona now. Yeah. So what's the plan now? Because you say that you, I mean, you've had some hormonal issues just from, you think volume of training and everything, like what is, what's the next move for you? Uh, so uh, a couple weeks ago was like, I would say rock bottom of the, 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 the physical, uh, the physical sensations. Like I was, I wasn't really able to finish sessions. Um, I just, I felt horrible. Uh, I was, I wasn't, if I would do a hard session, not only would that session be really hard, but it would take me like day, like several days to recover, just to feel like half decent again. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I kind of realized I needed to rest. So I took uh, a week and a half to two weeks, like 
off slash crazy. I wouldn't even call them sessions. It was just like, I was trying not to go crazy. Uh, just sitting inside, like yeah. literally where I'm sitting right now, I would just, I would switch <laughs> slots of where I'm sitting yeah. and sit like on, try to sit not on different just, chairs. Like, I was just like, just don't scroll Instagram. Like that's not you like, at least just like sit there and think or like meditate or something. Yeah. Uh, I, um, whatever, read a book, but really I just wanted, I was just like, I really need to exercise. So I would do really, really easy sessions, like the equivalent of, of shakeouts just to like do something that day. But, um, I started, I, I did that until I started really feeling energetic again. And I was like, Oh, I really want to do like a, a proper session. Um, and last week was my first real week back. Like I I'm, I'm actually coaching myself now instead of what I was doing for the first four months was I I say oh, Lionel what do you got this week and he's like oh I got this this and this and in my head I'd be like all right I'll do that I'll do that I'm gonna do that I'll do that <laughs> well, well for the most part I was actually like okay I'll just do that like yeah. I wasn't taking away sessions but now I'm actually looking at at the training peaks and like planning out my week and it makes it a lot easier to see like oh am I building up too quickly is is this reasonable is this too much too little um, so I, I'm trying to take a, um, a, a smarter approach to it this time, but for the most part, I just, I need to find some consistency again. That's the number one thing. Um, I felt like I had a lot of momentum behind me before, and now I feel like I have none. So I just need to get the ball rolling again. I'm not thinking about racing. I'm just trying to, uh, enjoy the process of training. And yeah. so it's, it's week two, there's not much fitness to be gained. You know, it'll probably take, you know, three, four or five weeks to feel like I'm getting somewhere. But I don't feel like absolute crap every single day. Uh, I, uh, you know, I'm able to train. So I'm just going to try to sustain that and stack the weeks on top of each other. Yeah. Do you think it was just overtraining? Like, do you think you were just doing too much volume? You don't know. So I was doing, I was uh, doing plant-based diet for uh, a bit over a year. And it, I, I thought, I really thought it was giving me an edge um, for at, at least the beginning. I started it like last February, I think, you know, right around the time, right before I started triathlon. So uh, it was hard to compare sort of before and after, but I, uh, I got a blood test and my ferritin was low. So I, it, it's hard to say, like I was reading studies and like sometimes ferritin will drop when you taper. Um, there's sort of a natural, like, cycle based on uh what your workout schedule is of, of how where your ferritin will be mm-hmm. so it, it was pretty low like it was way lower than any number i'd ever seen uh in college and like a previous blood test but you know my hemoglobin was good my hematocrit was good uh so it's hard to say if that was in effect like if that was actually causing something uh so I think it was just overtraining, but it's hard to say for sure. Um, yeah. you know, I don't know if there were some uh, nutritional deficits there. Why did you decide to go plant-based? I've seen like so many people, not so many people, what but there's the, been like- that Game Changers documentary? What? Okay, well, I mean that, but then just like, even in like the pro running community or just, yeah, I guess triathlon going plant-based, but then not being plant-based anymore after a while. So it's been interesting it's, to see that too. I mean, I don't have any dietary restrictions, but I'm always just curious as like, what was, what made your decision to go plant-based in the first place? I was, I was just looking to get an edge. Like, yeah. and you know, I had read some stuff that like suggested that it can give you an edge. And there's, there's always been people trying to say that it's better than a, than a carnivore or an omnivorous diet. Um, and then there was that, this wasn't what pushed me over the edge, but there was this documentary that came out about this guy who was like a UFC fighter, tore his ACL, and then found 
like all this research about plant-based diets and and sort of uncovered like you know all these conspiracies of the meat industry and this and that um and that documentary also suggested that you are if you are an athlete this might give you an edge and i was like okay there's i'm seeing all this stuff i'll try it and see if it works for me and initially i did i felt really good uh i would say the biggest thing and this is something i'm keeping in my diet uh is that when you don't eat animal products, you just digest everything so much easier. So if I'm doing three sessions in a day and I don't eat animal products and the two, like, you know, whatever meals I'm eating between sessions, there's no, I never have any stomach issues. Yeah. Uh, which was, was never the case before. If I'm like going out for a double and I had sort of a heavy lunch, like even four or five hours later, it's still just sitting there. And I'm like, Oh, like why, you know, I wish I had eaten less or eaten yeah. something different. So I'm still trying not to eat like too many animal products until, until I'm basically done for the day. But I think everybody, especially competitive athletes, are always looking to uh, to be healthier uh, and to find some sort of competitive edge. And uh, th there are very like very few things uh, that I will not try to see if it helps. You know, if someone was like, "Oh, caffeine's actually horrible for you," I love coffee. I, <laughs> I have like five five espressos a day, probably. I just you know I'm like cripplingly addicted um but i would yank that off if, if someone if oh my gosh really significant. like there's yeah or if someone was like oh you have to go keto it's like you know and and what i also believe is there's no silver bullet none of those things are are probably necessary but yeah i was just looking for something and for a while i really i felt like it did give me an edge but uh i just wasn't I wasn't able to eat enough to sustain. So that's what I was training. like. If you're if you're doing insane amounts of training, I can't even imagine how much you would have to eat to, especially was, like on a vegan diet, to like sustain yourself. It was like it was borderline like uncomfortable how much I would force myself to eat. Yeah. And if I didn't do that, I would sometimes feel like you know hungry going to bed or whatever. Like it's uh, just because animal products are so much more nutrient dense than than plants you know with the exception of of like nut butters or something or oils yeah. uh it's just harder to to pack all those nutrients into your stomach like you have limited space there yeah so i've always like eaten a lot but uh it was hard for me to eat enough so that yeah total confluence of factors of maybe not getting enough iron maybe not getting enough calories total maybe not getting enough protein total training too much like too much volume too much intensity yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say what it was. Yeah. You definitely gave it a good shot. Like I, I think that's cool that you, I mean, tried it out and you felt good and now you're like adjusting and everything. I feel like people have just such rigid views on like diet, especially, but I feel like every single person is different. And I mean, you gave it a shot a year's a long time to like go fully plant-based. So yeah. I mean, you're learning, I guess <laughs> you're yeah. learning more about your body. So yeah. I mean, you got to find what works for you. I mean, so I did, I, I wouldn't say I, I looked into this heavily, but, um, there was this guy I met who like asked me if I had read this book, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was about like Ayurvedic medicine and like Ayurvedic sports medicine in, in India. Um, and so I was like, Oh, what's, you know, I wonder if there's something here that I can take. And one of the, one of the tenants of, uh, of like Ayurvedic medicine is what they called a personalized diet. Um, so each person probably has something that works best for them and it's not going to be, you know, it's not plant-based works best for everyone. A carnivore diet doesn't work best for everyone. So you need to, you need to find what makes you tick. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I was like, that's just so, that's so smart. Like, you know, how can you say that there's one, one catch all that works for everybody? Um, so I guess that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm trying to find now is I felt there were tremendous benefits to a plant-based diet. 
uh, at the very least digestively and how it forced me to expand what I was eating on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know, I had, I just felt like I had a, a larger variety of things in the, in the pantry. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And I don't want to just throw all that away. Yeah. You're not going to completely switch over to carnivore diet, you know? So No, but God, meat is so tasty. Like, <laughs> you know, I was just, I was totally raised on it. Like there was always meat uh, yeah. in, in the house growing up. And my dad taught me how to grill when I was, you know, from a young age. So uh, I definitely, and Instagram, like, I don't know how they know subconsciously what you want, but <laughs> you for months I've ass. been getting... I was getting like steak, not like, like real, like steak cooking reels, like, you know, just for a while. And it was I was a like, sign. they're teasing me. They're teasing me. Yeah. With this. Like, but I would watch them anyway. I was like, I don't need to eat this. I just, I'm just watching it because yeah. it's, it's beautiful to watch. But uh, somehow they knew. And I, I almost feel bad because like there's such a, a the plant-based community is a, a very passionate one mm-hmm. um and at, at least in the form of youtube comments i felt like i had been accepted as one of their own and yeah i'm um, yeah cast out <laughs> you know, <laughs> shame 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 yeah, exactly yeah what's your favorite food like what is like uh, a food that you like eat all the time i eat i eat a, a, a protein whole wheat protein pancake every morning that's probably the only thing that I make every day. I eat a ton of rice. I don't know. I, I, it's hard. Like if you ask me my favorite song or my favorite color, my favorite, anything, I, I, that's never something that I have just like sitting in my head. Yeah. There's too um, many options, too broad of a question. Yeah. yeah I will say it. I, I probably missed chicken the most, like for whatever reason, like uh, McNuggets. Like, <laughs> not, even, like, not even real chicken just chicken mcnuggets that are like yeah like 25 25 real chicken yeah that's yeah I, maybe uh, maybe but uh or just yeah i don't know the way my my parents used to just cook chicken there's probably some uh childhood subconscious memory just yeah. lodged deep in there yeah well you're also a big chipotle fan i watched your last video you're trying to go after the chipotle sponsor you said a bold statement you're like you don't even have to pay me you could be my title sponsor i was like that's a bold thing to say as oh but someone you because you're putting yourself video. yeah what? you probably the next in the next video i said okay so there's two two uh I, I suppose updates since then in the next video i was like i, I found out there's a vip card so okay. if you get the vip card you get one free chipotle every day for a year if it's the gold vip card and then there's the platinum which is like a lifetime a lifetime thing oh my gosh so, i want that yeah 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 um I'm, I'm i'm gunning for it i don't i i don't know who to talk to i'm yeah, just like how do you shouting it out into the void like you know i but i posted on instagram just you know tagging chipotle just trying to let them know um and one of my friends said oh if this comment gets 100 likes i'll buy Ari uh, chipotle once a week for next two months so it gets like 800 likes and so he's buying me Chipotle once a week for the next uh, couple months. And then in my latest video, I just revealed that this morning, there is a dating website. Okay. I know. I saw that. I literally watched that um, video and I was like, how yeah. did you get sponsored by a dating website? Good question. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but they, I, it's actually genius because like they, they, they saw an opportunity to get in on a gag um, instead of just like, here, here's money and wear our t-shirt and it's yeah. like obviously this fake super commercial sponsorship like no we'll pay let us pay for your chipotle and you know that's a way for us to get into your fans good graces so 
I, I don't have a, a Chipotle sponsorship from Chipotle, but I have a sponsorship for Chipotle. So what are they, so how much are they for paying me. for? Uh, they're, they're paying $400 a month. So that'll, that's a uh, good Chipotle. It, it oh my God. Yeah. I could probably, if I, the problem is like delivery adds on, is like two Chipotle bowls. So if I oh, go so and get it, or if I get it on the way home, it's, it's less if I'm like lazy enough that I just order it from home. Um, but I could probably basically eat Chipotle every night. Yeah. If I went and picked it up. What's your Chipotle order? Actually, yeah, I could. Uh, well, before, uh, up until a couple of weeks ago, it was, it's uh, double brown rice, double black beans, uh, fajitas, sofritas, pico, medium, lettuce, sometimes guac, uh, probably now guac, now that I'm, I'm getting, getting enough money to afford guac. Um, <laughs> but now, now it's, yeah, now it's, uh, uh, well, initially I, I kind of went crazy because I was like, oh, I don't, I need iron. So I would get double steak and barbecue because I was like I just need an absolute is that bowl literally like 40 pounds uh yeah just about <laughs> it's pretty heavy I'm just imagining uh, double double rice and beans like that makes it so heavy well that's the part I mean that's like I'll probably a lot more than half of the protein content and, and like yeah. I said like I, I I eat a lot I try to eat a lot yeah I mean you have uh, to it makes sense yeah so that that's a free way to get I mean, nearly double the food. Like most of the bowl is is rice and beans. So if you double the rice and beans, I mean, you're you're almost doubling your bowl. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, uh, steak. is like a. I would get chicken. I'll probably switch to chicken eventually once I once I'm confident my iron has has uh, has peaked again. Yeah. Um, but I just uh, I like the red meat for whatever peace of mind. Yeah, moment. for I feel iron. Feel like I'm getting in enough. Yeah, even yeah. though it's probably this probably not true probably not how i'm supplementing with iron twice a day like i probably definitely don't need it but yeah again peace of mind i just want to like all day every day i just feel like i'm getting some iron in yeah you cook all your meals in cast iron skillets too oh i should be doing that Jeez. oh there you go a little investment you can make now uh, you can actually yeah. take some of my iron i have high iron so you can take some of mine i don't need oh it. you have to be like uh careful with that what happens I don't know I honestly don't know I just got my blood work done and my ferritin is actually pretty like normal but my iron levels are really high so I'm like Um, I don't know what that means um I should probably go see a doctor because why is my iron so high and I don't supplement so I'm a little confused I don't know so I'll figure that out but you can take some if you want all right yeah send it over yeah so that sounds good when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, I want to talk a little bit about YouTube because your YouTube channel is kind of popping off. So you started, would you say, because of Spencer? Was he like, you should start a channel? No, he, oh, this is a hilarious thing. So, I don't know, years ago, years ago, I had this this college teammate, good friend, Sam Teller. He was uh, he's a big, like, video guy, like, making YouTube videos. And he asked if I would do a, a takeover, like, a vlog one day at practice. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. So I did a vlog. I, I didn't really think anything of it. You know, I just he gave me his camera. I filmed myself do going through my day and he put it together. And then 
uh, it got back to me several months later that uh, Will and Spencer had watched it. And Will was like, yeah, Spencer, this is pretty good. Like maybe Ari should start a channel. And Spencer was like, no, no, he can't start a channel because he'll realize he's better than me and he'll, he'll take all the fans. Like, you know, he was, he was joking. Like there was no, I was no threat at the point. At, yeah. at that point. Um, but then I guess the fans took a, took a liking to me uh, when I started appearing in the vlogs that, when we were in Boulder. Uh, and I, I guess I saw the, the value of like sharing your experience. Like pe people love consuming content. It seemed like there, there can never be enough content. Uh, but I never wanted to do it because it just didn't make any sense. Like me and Spencer were doing the exact same thing. Like I wasn't going to make a video of, uh, and there were a lot of things I didn't understand about it then too. But in my mind, it was like, we're both going to film the same workout doing it together. And there will be like slightly different commentary on it. And that's, yeah. that's about it. But so, but when I, when I got injured uh, and started biking, I was like, okay, now this is probably something in interesting that I can create. Um, and I felt like I had something creative to, uh, contribute to the world of content. So definitely I, I, Spencer is most of the reason, like I, I wouldn't have started a YouTube channel if I wasn't around him. Um, but just seeing him do it and the, the cycle of, of making videos and it just it seemed like such a good time. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, it was definitely a good time when you're just like fucking around with your friends making YouTube videos. Yeah. So, uh, that, that is 95% of the reason probably yeah. that I started it. So what's it like for you now? Do you enjoy it? I, my relationship with YouTube is interesting. I, I'm alone uh, for the first time, like living alone. Uh, there's no, I have no friends to be. Yeah. Well, out. welcome I'm to my life. My, I've been alone for literally like four years making videos. Uh, so yeah. if anyone understands, it's me. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Like I could do some tips. Cause I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to get good content. And, and I also don't want to compromise the workout at all to like go place a camera somewhere or whatever yeah see that's the thing is like I'm not trying to become a professional athlete at the moment so I don't like have to worry about that because it really is like it takes it takes so much mental energy and just like time to film videos when you're alone and doing workouts like if you're actually trying to crush a workout it is so hard to film a good video because like you said you're not going to go spend time to like set up the camera in the middle of a rep like what do you how yeah. do you even do that so, I mean, I get that part of it, but I also just love like talking to my camera and I'm an oversharer, so I will talk about anything. So I think I've just learned over the years that I just overshare on the internet and that's my content, but I mean, I get people it from your point that, of view. Though. Yeah. People love oversharing. They love, they love more than anything. I mean, the video I posted today was like a very, like, I'm having a shit time, everybody. Here's yeah. the update. And everyone's like, thank you for sharing. <laughs> like, thank you for sharing. Like they love it when it's like, shitty because no, you know, I, actually I don't, it seems like a cliche to say no one shares the shitty parts because people I think are starting to understand that. And it looks weird if everything you post is good and they're like, yeah. okay, I need to be honest about what's going on. So it's not that nobody shares the shitty parts anymore, but people appreciate when people do share when things are not going well and, and kind of exactly how you got there and, and like being a part of, of things were good. Now they're bad. Here's how I made them good again. Like, you know, it's all part of a process that people enjoy watching. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, people just love it when it, when I have a bad race and I'm crying after the, you know, at the finish line, people are just like, that's look at the raw emotion. Um, <laughs> so it's just, yeah, the worse it is, the more people like it. 
but yeah, I just okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think people just find for it me, relatable. That's my experience. Okay, oh, I think, maybe I that, think that's people, probably what it is. I think you know when you have that huge breakout race, I feel like people will be very happy for you too. But I think people do obviously like the being vulnerable and showing that you're a human person, not just a robot that's out there training. And like, obviously the endurance sport world on the internet is very small. So I think people also like to see people in the endurance sport world. It's a really hard sport, go through times of, you know, hardship and then ultimately succeeding. Like there's, I don't know, there's a lot, you see a lot on the internet of people being like, woo, I crushed this race or whatever, but how many endurance sport people are being like, I sucked today yeah i feel like not that it's the reality it's like seeing the reality yeah right and it's the reality is that this this stuff happens but um it was so it was easy when uh i could ask someone to film the workout and then i could do the workout and not and just literally not worry about it you know maybe i'll say something to the camera between reps like say how it's going or crack a joke yeah um but i just don't know how and i don't have the drive to necessarily figure out how like do i go hire a high schooler to like, that's my dad. He's like, you need to go hire a high schooler. Like they would love to, you know, come film a workout. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing that I like most about it, I'd say is creating all, almost like a composition. So when I make the music and make a, a, basically a workout scene, that's usually my favorite part of it. So it's, it's really fun for me when I have like my buddy, Johnny, for example, he's really, really good with the camera and we can collaborate on making some beautiful piece of content. And he, he, figures out the visual side and I figure out what it sounds like. Uh, so that's what, what I like most about it. Um, I also enjoy the fact that there is a log of, you know, now it's a year and a half, like a log of exactly what's happened from I got injured and started biking to I'm now training with one of the best in the world to like, yeah. okay, I'm legitimately doing triathlon. I joined a group in New Hampshire to like uh, that guy, like I'm now training with him full time. Yeah. You know, I'm training with one of the best guys in the world. And that's the, the whole thing's been documented. So, um, from the, on that long-term perspective, I like just having that out there. So, uh, I would love to, to be able to have somebody on hand all the time filming, basically have a YouTube channel where I don't have to work on it very much. Yeah. Where you just show up and do the workouts and yeah. And just do the thing like uh, making music is such a hobby. Like, so that's yeah. not, it doesn't feel like work to me and not that YouTube making YouTube videos feels like work. I mean, it um, is at a certain it, point though. It's like, it, it is like a, you have to put work into it and you also have to be passionate about it. And you have to be really passionate about editing videos. Like, I don't think people really get that. Like filming is the fun part. The editing is what takes the actual work most of the time. Yeah. Well, there's so. something there's a it's like a startup cost like I knew yeah. I, I was gonna make this video I was gonna wear the couple.com t-shirt and I was gonna you know eat Chipotle and tell everyone how I overtrained even though I released a video I released a video called training through overtraining like yeah I watched some I of that being, too obviously I was being an idiot and it's, did I, people yeah, say so, that you were being an idiot or were you yes, like yes yeah, uh, no, did you the believe comments. them or were you like writing them off i, I don't read I, I don't read the comments i mean i read the comments i just i'm like god ah, that guy's wrong yeah and, and the people are who are like oh this is awesome like that guy's right yeah um so <laughs> the positive guys are right the and, negative guys yeah, are wrong. yeah exactly you know that's how i choose to live my life yeah um, so yeah, but I, you know, I was just, I was being an idiot and now I have to say like, okay, obviously I was an idiot. And, yeah. and but the cool thing is that everyone saw me being an idiot. It wasn't <laughs> like, I'm telling you that I did this thing and you have to take my word for it. It's like, you yeah. guys already saw what I did before and I thought it was going to work out. And now I have to tell you like this thing that you've been watching live 
has not been working out. Yeah. Um, well, how do you, okay. How do you deal with like hate in that situation then? Cause I'm sure, I mean, I know the endurance sport world. I know the running world. I don't know that much about the triathlon world, but I'm sure everyone kind of is the same, but I feel like you're going to have some haters that are like, you'll never succeed. Oh yeah. Well, one for initially I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm not, I'm just going to keep receipts. Like, cause like I'm going to succeed on them later or what? And then I'll show them. But then, okay, Lionel, he's literally, he's one of the best in the world. Yeah. There are maybe, you know, four or five people on the planet who, who can beat him in a race when he's at his best, if that. Um, and if you go look at the comments on his video, the amount of like armchair coaches still trying to tell him like, you're doing this wrong or like, have you ever tried this? is ridiculous and yeah. even in a time when he's like clearly in the best shape of his life right now so I kind of realized that people like that aren't they're not doing it because they think they're right they're doing it because putting somebody else down feeling like you know they can slide into a pro athlete's dms and tell them how stupid they are even if it's true like I was definitely being stupid yeah says something about them that they can feel good about and me succeeding is not going to make them feel bad like there's always going to be something that they can say I did poorly or I could be doing better that they know how to do yeah so initially yeah I was like I'll keep receipts I'll show you and then I look at the comments on on, on a, a Lionel video and I'm just like oh these it's, it's it's never going to work like that. Yeah. Well, is Lionel even looking at his comments or is it just, he didn't tell that. I wish, yeah, I wish I could. Uh, he doesn't do Instagram. Like he, he has yeah. a, he has a secret, he has a secret Instagram. Oh, um, and yeah. then he has a professional so, one. So, and then, yeah, his wife, his wife handles the, uh, his like, you know, his real Instagram. Well, like, I don't know if it's his fake Instagram, but the one with 230,000 followers, the professional, yeah. the business page. Yeah. So yeah, Talbot handles the YouTube. He doesn't have to look at the comment. He doesn't have to do what, you know, worry about anything. He doesn't, he doesn't look at, you know, Instagram DMs, anything like that, or what people are yeah. commenting on his photos. So it's re he's able to just focus on training, which is such a, I mean, I'm a little bit envious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you have to, I guess, put in the work to get to that point which yeah. a lot of people didn't see before that happened. So, so you say that you're not, you're not motivated to find a high schooler to film your videos. So then what are you going to do? Uh, not make videos. Okay. What? <laughs> I mean, no, old... you can't just like not make videos. You have to do something. You mean I have to make videos? Like, when yeah, you, say I have you have to, to, to make something. videos or like, find. why don't you just find someone? I feel like you have so many loyal fans. I feel like someone would be willing to do it probably i keep making excuses uh i'm for why i can't go uh or why i can't like find somebody or like even when i was taking all that time off um my parents were like oh you should go to yoga it'd be great like you can you know you, there'll be some some nice girls there uh you know, like, <laughs> people like you have no friends and i kept making up excuses for why i can't go to yoga i was like it's too far away i'm not flexible what if i fart in class like so you know i i just so the excuse with high schoolers is, oh, well, they're going to be in school while I'm doing a workout. So like, I can't, why would I even, why would I even bother? Even though it's just, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just, I'm lazy and I make excuses and uh, yeah, that's about you, okay, it. Okay. Aren't your fans going to be sad that you're not putting out content? Yeah, but uh, I have no answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would. Yeah. I, I, you pressing me on this and me being unable to give you an answer is a <laughs> perfect reason for, yes, I should just put out an ad, you know, a, a flyer on Instagram. Like, yeah. is there anyone in Tucson or Oro Valley who can, who can come film a workout? 
at this time or these days. Well, maybe someone listening to this will slide into your DMs and be like, right. I am available. Yeah, uh, slide into my DMs, even though, God, I just, then I have to read the DMs and there's so much nastiness in there. Yeah, so I mean, social media can be rough if you're going through the DMs, especially when you're not feeling very yeah. good about like where you're at. It's the worst. Yeah. I know. I'll, I'll go through the DMs though. If somebody wants to come film, just hop on a hop on a bike and film us running. Yeah. So what's like your main goal out of everything? What do you want to do with your life? <laughs> uh, I just want to fulfill my potential as yeah. an athlete. And this is, this is interesting because when the sort of downhill started, that answer began to not satisfy me anymore. Like I, Johnny asked me that on camera and I said, Oh, that's, that's a cop out. I want to be the best in the world. Right. And, and so my like retroactive psychoanalysis is that I started to really not have a good time. And I was showing up to these sessions really tired and just not, I was, was not having fun. And so in order for me to justify not having fun, I had to have some crazy like external goal. Like this is, this is how you're going to become the best in the world is, is just absolutely grinding yourself to shreds. Yeah. Um, but that's the truth is uh, I just want to do this until, uh, until I'm like very confident that my best performances are behind me and I can, I can say, I really gave it everything. Uh, and that will probably take, I hope it, I, I think I'll peak when I'm 40. 38, 37, like this is a sport where it takes years and years and years of just aerobic development, right? It's yeah. nothing like running a 1500 or a 5k where, you know, once you're 31 or 32, it starts to be hard to produce that speed anymore. This is just how many years can you stack on top of each other of 20 to 30 hour weeks? Um, something I do have in my head is that is the 10,000 hours. And when I do the math, um, that's, uh, what is it, 20 hours a week, 50 weeks a year for 10 years. That's, that's, that's 10,000 hours. Um, so the whole, the, you know, mastery of the sport, uh, just put it, putting in 10,000 hours. I think that's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's a goal, but that's, that's what I feel I have to do to get close to reaching my potential. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty abstract, but uh, I've, I found something that I love to do and it just doesn't really seem to get old, even when, even during the worst of these workouts where I was just feeling horrible, I was really pressing myself. Like, is there anything else I would rather be doing? Like, would I rather be coding? Like, no. Would I rather be making music right now? Like maybe, but no, I can do that later. Like the, this is the second best thing showing up to a workout and feeling like absolute shit and, and just having a horrible time with it is is the second like that's what i would like to be doing more than anything except showing up and feeling good yeah i mean that's like all you can ask for i feel like that is where fulfillment comes from and your 10-year plan sounds like very fulfilling i mean even whatever you know abstract goal you have to be in the best of the world or anything but the ultimate thing that matters is you for the next 10 years feeling like you're fulfilled doing what you're doing it's not even yeah. about results at the end of the day. It's like the process along the way. That's what my, I mean, it's very cliche again. Like my college coach used to say, enjoy the process because the process ends up being your actual life and what you're doing for the next 10 years. So if you're not enjoying it along the way, then what is the point? You know, yeah. even if you do end up like, you know, having this huge accomplishment down the road, 
did you just waste 10 years of your life? You know? So, yeah. And, and, and so Johnny posed this interesting question. He's like, if you did, if you were the best in the world, let's say you win, you win Kona, you cross the line, you're a world champion. Then what? And I was like, I would probably tell myself that there's other people who have won six. Yeah. And so that what I just did is worthless, is worthless unless I win five more. Like, so that he was right. Like that kind of mindset leads to constant lack of satisfaction with yeah. whatever, you, even if you reached, you know, something that is borderline unattainable. Um, so yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just the process and yeah. you know, self self actualizing or, uh, transcending i was listening to uh to the rich roll podcast yeah i forget uh the the guest's name but he was basically talking about self-actualizing and transcendence and um transcendence is where your your self-actualization actually becomes sort of like a public good so i guess in the sense of if me making youtube videos provides uh inspiration to other people to follow their dreams and and it's a uh you know it's like a plus one for you know putting out in the world helps people then that's um, where me following my dream and, you know, contributing something, uh, positive to the world meet that's, you know, just continuing to do that for as long as I can, uh, I would say is the, is the path to happiness, right? Ha happiness yeah. is in the same podcast. He says, happiness is a direction. I was like, that's, that's genius, right? Yeah. There's no, you know, you, you, happiness is a byproduct of, of following your passion. Yeah. I really like that. I'm gonna have to listen to that podcast. I like ritual. I haven't listened to him in a little while, but yeah, he always has good guests. So yeah, maybe ritual should come yeah. on my podcast. <laughs> that would be, that would be some absolute clout. That's like the, the goals I have just clout wise, or I would love to get on ritual. I don't know what I have, probably have to win some, a lot of races to get on the ritual podcast and then yeah. somehow just do some crazy enough stuff to get on Joe Rogan just because I mean, it's the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no greater exposure. That's <laughs> well, you know, you have a good stepping stone being on the convos of a cold brew podcast. So that can yes. add to your little resume of podcasts. So. Yeah. What's yeah. What's the per percentage of guests that have gone on to be on Joe Rogan It's pretty good. I imagine. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, hundred percent right, almost. Yeah. Almost perfect I'll score there. Um, okay, well, to, I don't want to keep you for too long. So we have some listener questions to go through pretty quickly. So Sweet. someone actually just said, they said, not a question, literally obsessed with his music. They PR'd to, they PR'd in their half marathon listening to it. Oh, that's amazing. That's, yeah. you can't really ask for anything more than that for, I mean, there's so much music that I listen to that just uh, like on the trainer or uh, yeah, really just on the trainer, I guess, it gets me going. Like I can just, for whatever reason it just fits yeah. um and so if, if my music is, is doing that for somebody else that's that's the highest praise i think i can possibly get yeah so do you Thank listen you. to only your music on the trainer or you listen to others too no my my music doesn't doesn't hype me up at all because i have listened to every <laughs> part of that song like for hours literally each of you know if the song is three minutes i've probably listened to every part of it for three hours yeah and so by the time by the time it's finished i don't want to listen to it ever again yeah you you upload it and you're like no more i'm done with that as unfortunate as that is yeah so what do you listen to when you're on the trainer uh i have i have a couple different playlists by uh by mood um but when i'm on it if it's really hard um i go like pretty heavy bass music like okay. uh, res ls dream kind of stuff Okay. Uh, just it's like very it's it's basically pure rhythm. It's not melody. It's just like percussive sounds. Yeah. Um. So I I find the rhythm just you know can helps me continue to turn the pedals. Yeah. 
drown out the thoughts and just only have rhythm going into your ears to translate yeah, I, into your legs. Exactly. I, I mean, it's very, it's very aggressive, which is, yeah. which is why. So, and then, it, yeah, I'll, if, if it's a, an easier ride, I'll listen to like progressive house where it's just kind of the same thing for like six minutes. And then I kind I can kind of forget how long it's been. I can kind of just get lost in it. Yeah. That's, I mean, to each their own. I like to listen exactly. to rap music when I'm on the trainer. I actually, my longest ride ever was on the trainer. It was at an altitude too. And I rode four hours and I didn't even watch TV. I only, I only listened to music and watch Zwift. And then I went insane. Uh, You know, what's so unfortunate is my computer is, is dying and it can't handle Zwift and watching anything at the same Uh time. Like I can't even pull up YouTube. So I'm really, all I can do if I want to be on Zwift is, is just listen to music. So. Oh my gosh. So then you're just even like just hard workouts you're just only listening to music yeah it's I, I find it's pretty good for the mind like I mean it definitely does train your mind you strike me as the guy that would like go out for runs and like refuse to listen to music just to train your mind to be better sometimes I do have that thought um but I have uh, I have these the uh, uh, aftershocks the bone conduction yeah. headphones yeah, that I, I wear in the, I, when I yeah I wear those in the pool and sometimes when I'm running, but sometimes I am like, okay, I just want to hear the sound of my breathing and footsteps. And... Oh, see, I'm like, I'm 1 million percent against that. I'm like, I don't need to hear myself breathe at all. I can't even listen to podcasts when I run because I can't stand listening to myself panting in the background uh, or even like when the, when the songs switch from one to the next, when I hear myself breathe, I'm like, oh my gosh, turn it off. You need the, you need the, uh, the crossfade. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I should, I think you could do that on Spotify. I need to turn it on. Yeah. I, I hate it. Um, okay. Garen Martyr, Garen March Martyr uh, asks, that's my, that's, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah. He asked, how does it feel getting beat by a 40 year old man in a 500 yard time trial? Oh, that's a low blow. That's a low blow. Does it Garen. hurt your self-esteem um, or no? Well, yes. And how does it feel? It's horrible. Uh, I don't even think he's 40. He might be older than 40. Uh, so there was this guy. So Garen was my teammate at JP elite. Um, that's, uh, that's Ali's boyfriend and uh like i said they're all good swimmers and there was this guy greg the 40 year old in question who greg has been swimming for like years perhaps decades but just easy all he does is just swim laps and then uh he went to james for coaching and james basically coached him to like exactly where i was and so i was going to do a 500 time trial someone suggested oh you should just race greg and i lost um, I lost by a couple seconds. I was super pissed. And then everyone's like, ha ah, you lost to Greg. So, uh, the answer is, I, I don't want to get too aggressive, but screw you, Garen. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, bringing yeah. up the trauma. It, it like, yeah, I was so, I was so angry. I was so angry. And yeah, part of it is like, I'm, a, I'm supposed to be a professional athlete. Like I know I haven't been swimming for very long, but like I did just get beat by a casual 40 something year old guy. What did Greg say? Was he like, ha ha? Was he pointing at you and laughing too? No, Greg's a nice guy. Like yeah. We were, you know, we were talking crap before, but at the end, he was all, he was like, respect for actually doing this. It's like, I, I was the only one with something to lose there. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but also I, I comfort myself by saying that swimming is, is, it's just totally different than running. It's fitness is, it only matters if you've been doing it for a long time and you have a good feel for the water and you have a good technique. So, uh, the fact that I can be at least competitive with someone who's just been doing it. I know like if we looked at, you know, it's like a muscle biopsy or whatever it did metabolic testing, I'm going to blow Greg out of the water. Yeah. 
metaphorically. Um, <laughs> but when we're in the water, uh, the experience obviously matters uh, at, at this at these early stages a lot yeah. more than the fitness does. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Biggest factor that allowed you to quit your job and go full time as like a triathlete? Uh, allow me. Uh, reckless abandon uh no sense of risk aversion like that's it I just what I was thinking I was completely in the moment like I wasn't thinking about uh that's not true I thought about the worst case scenario the worst case scenario is is I I run out of money and like I I can I can go live with my parents for a couple months and try to get back on my feet like I won't be like you know this is privilege I won't be homeless um which I'm thankful for that. And that allowed me to take that risk. And what's the best case scenario? Pretty much this, pretty yeah. much exactly what, like it works out. Yeah. So when you think about the best case scenario is like dream come true. And worst case scenario is I get back on my feet and try again. And oh, well, um, it made it a lot easier to just take that leap. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. So as someone that takes risks all the time, I completely get it. So maybe some are not very calculated on my end, but it's the same sort of thing. I feel the exact same way. So, and it works out. Like you said, when you're following your dreams, things seem to fall into place a lot of the time. So I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I'm going with it. Yeah. There's something spiritual about it. It just, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last question I have is, do you have any advice to your younger self? uh yes like i mean so much advice um i'm curious if i would i like if i would have listened to anything though (laughs) i i can tell myself like just don't do your take your easy days easy hard days hard that's number one uh take a day off every now and then um that's probably the biggest thing like i would have just saved myself so many injuries figure a way to uh detach your self-worth from sport or or uh which is where i am right now at least understand that it's a necessary consequence of if you are attaching your identity to sport and sports going bad you'll feel bad and you need yeah. a way, you need to find a way to uh, cope with that in a healthy way um so there's that but oh, just listen to listen to the people around you like yeah. number one that's the thing that's the thing i'm thinking about is because like i could tell myself that and me at 15 to 21 would have been like screw you I'm built different um (laughs) but I was built normal AF actually (laughs) I mean that's good advice I think a lot of people I don't know sometimes you just have learned from your mistakes and that was yours but maybe someone listening to this podcast will take your advice and be like I need to tone it back I need to cool it a little bit I should listen to my coach take it off yeah so I mean here's the secret which is not a secret at all and I know this and I still don't follow it. Like I'm going to do my best to follow it. But if you want to be good at anything, but especially endurance sports, just do it consistently, but not over the top for a really long time yeah. for like five or 10 years. Like if you're a runner, if you're a high school runner listening to this, you know, I thought I needed to run 80, 90 miles a week in high school. Uh, I just didn't need to do that. If you run, for five years, if you run 40 to 60 miles a week, you know, kind of whatever you can handle, or actually, well, significantly less than you can handle, but a decent amount of volume. If you run 60 miles a week with one workout and one long run for five years, you will get so good at running, like an uninterrupted five years of just like 
just chop off 15 to 20 miles of whatever you think you need to do. That's, that's the secret. Yeah. And listening to your body along the way. Yes. That's also really important. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that is great advice. And that's the same advice I give to everyone else. I feel like it's really easy to get wrapped up though. And everyone else like running these amazing times. But at the end of the day, like you said, if you run, you know, six days a week with one workout, consistently for five yeah. years you're gonna get very good at running so well but the and then the caveat there is uh or corollary whatever you, you just need to focus on yourself and like yeah. are you better than you were before um i still get caught up in that you know there's so many crazy good pro triathletes that i'm like oh i need to be hitting i need to be hitting those numbers and i know i know enough now to say like no just as, as long as i'm getting better than i was before that's all that matters so yeah uh yeah just just focus on yourself. Uh, and if you are better than you were before, then that's, that's all you need to do. Yeah. You've got the 10 year plan, 20 hours a week yep. for 10 years. Okay. Well, I won't keep you on for any longer, but is there anything you want to plug for the podcast? Where should everyone find you? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Spotify and Apple music under, uh, Archimedes is my like real, that's like my sad boy, like, breakup music uh, okay. and then and then Ari Clow is the is like beats from from YouTube okay um man I should probably get more stuff to plug I always get this question at the end of podcasts and I just don't so it's probably my uh um not doing very well as a businessman um <laughs> it's so, okay you're learning along the way yeah yeah next time I'll plug some a t-shirt website or something a t-shirt website your merch uh, yeah Yes, my merch. That's the word. Yeah, there you go. All right, Ari. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, To close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Convos Over Cold Brew with Ari. I hope you enjoyed it. It was really fun getting to know someone a little bit better. I've never talked to Ari, so it was nice, you know, hearing his perspective on YouTube and transitioning to into triathlon and everyone. I seriously love hearing everyone's story. It's always so interesting to me. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod to be up to date and submit listener questions. Also, don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. It really helps me grow the podcast and it's a free way for you guys to support and it literally takes 15 seconds. It means the world to me. I love reading your guys' reviews. That's about it for now. Thanks so much again for listening and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellows. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.